shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. Something's been bothering me recently. What's that? I, uh, well, I wish I knew the character's name, but particularly uh, this one, like, rando character in uh, Attack of the Clones. He's, he's most famous for having a small interaction with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, while he's at the bar. And Obi-Ko- Obi goes to get a drink, and all of a sudden he just sees this Balasar character. And uh, he just sees him, and he's like, want to buy some death sticks? And he's like, you don't want to sell me death sticks. And he's like, I don't want to sell you death sticks. And Obi-Wan's like, you want to go home and rethink your life? He's like, I want to go home and rethink my life. What do you think happened to him? Well, first off, I'll tell you his name. Good, because I... That's my fault for not looking it up. <laughs> it is Elon Sleazebagano. Sleazebag... <laughs> Sleazebagano? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was he like was specialized in unobtainium or something like that? Well, <laughs> we can... I mean, I can tell you actually what happened to him. Okay. At least legends-wise. I will get into that. All right. But so, yeah, I think that's an excellent question. My, and I, I will say this. The new canon, it is left totally... There's up in nothing. the air. Yeah. Okay. So, like, my first thought, like, when I, I was just, like, it was just a random thing. I was just thinking about it. It was just, like, he has this interaction with him. Like, his whole business revolves around selling death sticks, right? Like, you have yeah. to think that, like, that's his whole game. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he has this chance meeting with a Jedi, and he's like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. Then he goes home to his wife and kids who are expecting this big payout from all the death sticks he's selling. And he's got a mom that's in the hospital. He's trying to pay their medical bills. It turns into this whole thing you just don't know anything about. Where's his novel? Where's Elon's novel? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Like, it's like I said, I was just thinking about it. It's like, what if there is just a sad story where, like, he was destined to sell death sticks until Obi-Wan, like, ruined his life by telling him to rethink his priorities or something? I don't know. Well, I would say that you can never... If there's one thing I've learned from popular media, Mm -hmm. it's that it's never worth it to sell drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To try to make... A living for your family. Hugs, not drugs. Yes. Yes. But still, I mean, maybe he was Walter Whiting it. You never know. I mean, but even at that, does that really end that well for Walter? No. I saw the, yeah, I saw the finale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything further. And like, I don't even know that the finale, like the, f- well, yeah. I won't spoil it. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't seen Breaking Bad and wants to see it. Yeah. Please watch it. It's the best TV show ever made, as far as I'm concerned. It really is but, good. Uh, Eva Eva got me into it like when we first started dating. That was her, that was her world. I had never seen it, uh-huh. so I was like, of course. Now we sit down. And it's like, isn't this great? And it's like, yeah, I don't mind feeling this like sad and depressed all the time. <laughs> well, that's just it. It's my favorite show in the world, and I don't think anything can top it. But I don't know that I will ever actually watch it again. Right? Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where it's like, all right, one and done. Yeah. Because you just can't put yourself through it. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's very, very accurate. All right. So, what's Elon's actual like history? So like, this is this is all legends all now. Right. I will say that much. Scumbagro or whatever. Sleazebago. Sleazebagano. Sleazebagano. Okay. He was a Balasar medical student on Coruscant who fell in with a bad crowd. Of course. He eventually became a slithmonger and dealt death sticks in the Outlander Club in the Uscrew Entertainment District. Oh, so probably the club he was at. Yes. 
Elon stole the University of Coruscant's medical supplies and sold them to the gangster Hat Low. He became a slithmonger and specialized in death sticks, selling to anyone who would buy. He eventually became addicted to his own product, although his Balasar physiology protected him from the drug's harsher side effects. Yeah. I was going to say, for anyone who doesn't know what a Balasar is, it's like, it, they're human, essentially, but just with like two antennae. Yeah, they have little and. Hold on. Antennae stocks or whatever. They, yeah, there's like a name for that. Uh, let me find that real quick. Uh, I know there's got to be some kind of scientific name behind it, or at least Star Wars-esque scientific. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't find it that easily. Ah, uh, fair enough. But they're like antenna palips or something like that's, that. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well. But here, I just want to tell you one more little bit because of course this is this is why i'm kind of like yeah you know what (laughs) legends was kind of a mess the eu was kind of a mess in 22 bby he offered to sell rancor nail blades to Django fett and attempted to sell death sticks to jedi knight obi-wan kenobi two nights later after being mind tricked by kenobi in the outlander club he went home and completely rethought his life he managed to break his death stick addiction and swore off the slithmonger business but soon enough slipped back into his old criminal ways, becoming involved in the trade of other non-chemical illegalities, such as weapons and stolen goods. Wow. So that, I mean, it just doesn't work for him, does it? No, he's just not a good guy. (laughs) So no matter which way you cut it, just poor Elon, just, it's, him rethinking his life is just, it's not happening. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, well, enough of that. Let's just get into it. Uta Puta, everybody. Hello, and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars, especially poor Elon Sleazebagio. Sleazebagano. Yes. It's kind of like an Italian ring to it, almost. It's like he's got to be like mafia-esque. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the big bambino sleeves back on. Yeah, and apparently, like the actual legends spelling of it, if you get into that, it's like it's not spelled phonetically. Like it's not the word sleeves followed by bag, slows followed by gano. Right. But it's like it still says that. It's just more <laughs> kind of artistically done. Fair enough. They got to give it a little like just I don't know. Slide it under the cover somehow. Yes. Mm. Not, not that this is our topic of discussion today. No, no, no. But we, I, I am curious. Did you want to bring up this Balasar character because of another Balasar character that you've encountered since the last time we got together? I would say so. Like, I, I, I would like to save it mostly for uh, its own episode. But right. I think you and I are both. Have you finished it? I no. I'm really close. I'm like, I don't know, probably fifty pages left or so. Okay, so what we're talking about is the new novel that we talked about last time that came out, Alphabet Squadron. Yes. And there is a character who is prominent in it who is a Balasar. Yes. I swear to you, that's exactly where it came from. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, why does that sound familiar? And it's like there's the only other character I knew well, about. Yeah, exactly. And like <laughs> when they described him, I was like, Oh, that's that guy from uh, the club in Attack of the Club. Yeah, it's a Death Sticks guy. Yeah. And like I it, the, like I said, I'm, I'm driving around listening to the book or whatever for work and like it just like it's always one of those things where it's like you have this time while you're out just you know with your own thoughts listening to this book and it's like oh yeah and then all of a sudden all the all the dots dots start connecting and everything and it turns into something beautiful basically so, that's right that's cool uh but yeah I, I mean once you're all said and done with that we should do a little book review with it because i'm curious to see what you think of it yeah um it uh it definitely was an interesting read and yeah. uh 
I mean, compared to the rest of the books that's come out this like so far, I feel like it's 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 set aside from them. Well, exactly. I think it. I mean, to me, this does the part of the EU, the old EU that I liked, where it kind of it is kind of doing world building, mm-hmm. like without having to rely as much perhaps on some of the other characters. Yeah, you know, it it doesn't rely on the Han, Leia, Luke of it all. No mainstay characters. Yeah. If anything else, it's it's all of the newer characters introduced to this timeline. Yes. That are getting more of the limelight. Yeah. And like, I mean, I love the fact that they're kind of they they just think of like Luke Skywalker as just a general, as like just a, yeah. a regular yeah. Joe. Yeah, or something who, like who that. believes in a hokey religion. <laughs> so, I mean, we can get into that later, like I said, once we finish it out, give our proper thoughts. We have something even more important to do today. We're not really going to do as much news as I think we'd both like to do. I know that there's a lot that happened. But uh, the most important thing to happen is Andrew got stuck out in California. Well, I wish I had gotten stuck in California. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got stuck where? Texas? In Texas, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> but yes, I was in California. I <laughs> have been to the Galaxy's Edge and back. Oh, my God. So you just like went to the edge and like spit on outside it and just, all right, I'm on my way. Bright suns, travelers. <laughs> all right, so let's get right into it, man. So, uh Let's just start from the beginning. Like I said, uh, you originally got the reservation uh, to say a couple months ago, I say. Yeah, I guess it, I think it was like sometime in, in April yeah. uh, when they actually did the reservation system. And we had we, we covered it like top to bottom, like how it was all going to work and everything like that. And our ideas of like what it would be like to wait in line and all this kind of stuff. So let's just start right there. You get out to San Diego or no, we, you get well, out to San Diego cause that's yeah. where everything was happening. Yeah. I, I stayed in San Diego, but I drove the hour and a half up to Anaheim. All right. So you actually drove yourself. Yes. All right. So it was just an hour and a half. That's not bad. No. I mean, I think my trip in might've been a little bit longer, maybe about an hour and 45 or so just with some of the traffic. Right. Um, but yeah, but on the way home, like I think I, I literally stopped at one point and I still made it in like probably right on 90 minutes that's not bad yeah all right so uh when you actually got to the park uh was there like a special line for pass holders outside the gates or anything like that or how did it all work well not outside of the gates um so the way that it actually kind of worked was i you know so i just had my pass to go into disneyland Mm -hmm. and so i did that and then all basically all the instructions really told you was like keep this email accessible and it had like a QR code to right. confirm my reservation. And then it was like, and then just go to the uh, Star Wars Launch Bay building, which was in Tomorrowland. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you can check in from there. So I did that. Uh, I kind of got distracted on my way in, and I will get into that in just a moment. Because uh, I, I got distracted when I saw that it was only a 15-minute wait for Hyperspace Mountain. Mm. Which... Hyperspace Mountain is awesome. I, well, I think I know which one you're talking about. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like it's, it's a roller coaster. It's inside, right? Yeah. And you're flying through the stars and all that. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but so like in Disney World, for instance, for yeah. our predominantly East Coast listenership. Yeah. It is still just regular Space Mountain. Yes. Yeah. That's the one I did. Sorry. Um, but so Hyperspace Mountain. I mean, it's the same concept. I mean, I think it's not exactly the same ride. Uh, but they did redo it as a Star Wars themed attraction. That's cool. Yeah, and like there's this uh, kind of pre-boarding video that you get to watch, and like it's Akbar. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, cool. Like, yeah, and that was awesome. And then like 
you know, you go up and it's like all these different projectors and there's like these green and red lasers that will just like illuminate that makes it look like you're like getting, <laughs> you're getting shot, shot at. at. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was really awesome. But it said it was only a 15 minute wait, but it ended up being a lot longer than that. Uh, but so then whenever I actually got to, to the launch bay, I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't have more time because it was all right. Because at that point, it was getting to be about 1030. My reservation started at 11. All right, so your block was 11 to 3. That was your four hours. Yes. Okay. Now, talk about a little more about the actual launch base. Was it like a, like a standalone building, or what was his deal with that? Yeah, I don't know what was in there previously. Mm-hmm. And there is a launch bay at uh, Disney World and Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. which is where Galaxy's Edge is going to be there. Yeah. Um, but as I understood it at Hollywood Studios, it was basically just this kind of like character meet and greet area. Yeah. But it was actually almost like this cool museum thing of like Star Wars like models and props and and would these be the pictures that you sent me of like uh I saw like the Thrawn artwork and stuff like that or what was No, that? that was one of the shops in Galaxy's Edge. All right, well that's still pretty cool. Yeah. Um but like what were some of the ones that stood out for you? Were the ones that were like oh, was there one that was obvious or one that was like more of a deep cut? Well, I'd say both. I okay. mean, and it seemed like especially like the models were legit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, the very first one that I saw when I walked in was like the Tant of IV. Antiv4. Yeah. Antiv4. Yeah. Antiv4. Oh, God. That's what yeah. I say. However you say it. It's uh, so weird. I don't know why they decided to do Tant- that. Well, because it's weird because it's like you have the Tantiv4, however you say it, and then you also have it going over a planet called Tatooine. Yeah. So you almost want to say Tatooine 4 <laughs> right. or something like that. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, you know, just say Not it's. Not to be um, confused with Dantooine. <laughs> just say it's. Uh, They're on Dantooine. Oh, my God. What the heck's his name? Uh, Leia's dad. Um, Bale. Yeah, say it's Bale's ship. That, you know? that works. <laughs> yeah. It's a Bale's ship. Yeah. Or Space Jimmy Smith's <laughs> ship. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you saw that model. Yeah. Was- so, like, there was that. There was, like, a Y-Wing uh, and some others. And then, but, like, I feel like more of the props were, like, oh, this was worn by this extra in the background of this scene from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, eh, yeah, that's cool, but it's not, like, on the same level. So you think, like, they actually farmed this stuff in from, like, Lucas Ranch and stuff probably, like that? Yeah, probably so. That's cool. Or they, you know, bought it at some point. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they own practically everything of it yeah. anyway, so that makes some sense. Yeah, um, but so that was awesome. I just wish I had more time to kind of go slowly through some of those. I mean, that could be an attraction in itself. Yeah. I mean, you figure when I was actually there on Thursday, I mean, even like, you know, so now at the time of our recording right now, mm-hmm. um, the reservation system is done. Yeah. it's So it's a free-for-all now, yeah. more or less. Yeah. So anybody can go now, but I wonder if they'll just kind of convert it back to what it was. But, but like, I'm just kind of wondering, like, oh, did I miss something at uh, Disney World? Like, because that would have been cool to see that stuff in Disney World. But like I, as I say, I was just told it was like, oh, yeah, you go over here and you meet BB-8. And then <laughs> Kylo Ren's on the other side. And like, yeah, I mean, like, right. I wasn't super into doing that. Oh, well, all right. So you wait in the launch bay. How long of a wait was it exactly? Well, it wasn't really too bad. I mean, I, you know, I just kind of walked through. Um, Did you guys move at exactly 11? Was that like, was that on the dot? Pretty much. So there's actually three different entrances into Galaxy's Edge in uh, Disneyland. Okay. Uh, so the first entrance is like way on like the far corner of the park, uh, like past like the French Quarter, which okay. is 
uh, I don't think there's actually an equivalent in Disney World, but that's kind of besides the point. And then the other two are like on the edge of Frontierland. Right. Um, but so I was assigned to the one from the French Quarter. And basically, like, the, the three entrances are like, that one takes you to the Rebel side. Mm-hmm. Or the resistance side, I guess we should say. Yeah. Uh, the middle one takes you kind of like right into Black Spire Outpost. Ooh, okay. And then the far right side takes you to the First Order like, side of things. Now, is like, all right, so were you able to see almost all of the park? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I definitely, like, the actual walkability of it is not too bad. It, it wasn't that ginormous well yeah so i mean you're saying about all right so first order side would it say would you say it's kind of like a you know it's it's their own base like do they have uh uh you know walkers or something like that lying around or anything like that like what's the deal with that uh there's no walkers but there is like a transport ship okay um i'll try to kind of i'll, I'll show these pictures to you connor and yeah. i have been promising that i'm going to put some of these up like on Facebook or whatever, and yeah. I'll like link to it. Yeah, why not? Uh, That'll be fun. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, no Tie Fighters or anything like that. Nothing like crazy notable. No, uh, no Tie Fighters. Uh, let me try to find it here real quick. Hmm. But they did like on the other side, on the Resistance side, they had an A wing and an X wing. I have seen pictures of that. Now they're like the newer versions, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I can show you that one real quick. Wow, that's sharp. Yeah. <laughs> it's so thin. I know. Like, it's like tiny little thing. Like, <laughs> it puts it into perspective in terms of like, these guys are basically just like flying, like, atmosphere sealed pod racers, basically. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's insane. And then uh, that's the X-Wing. Okay, so that's part of like the, that's uh, not Black Squadron, but that's that's definitely looks like one of the newer ones. Yeah. It's the, the engine itself. Yeah, you can see that the engine has, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, a T-70. Yeah, that's cool. And then on that side as well is where the Rise of the Resistance ride is going to be. Okay, yeah, that uh, wasn't but it's open not, yet. Yeah, it's not open yet, but they had like, this was, there's like this big gun turret thing outside of it. That's cool. It's okay. really cool. Yeah, so it's like a giant turret. Kind of looks like the one you saw in like Empire. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that, like in that the Battle variety. Of Hoth. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Like a big turbo laser turret. Yeah. Okay, and then this is like the first order shuttle that they had. Now that's legit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Honestly, I like that one. I kind of liked more. It was a li- and it was even a little further away because like both of these are kind of like staging like a little. St- stage area yeah yeah um like on the rebel side like ray and uh chewy were there <laughs> and then on the other side it was kylo ren with just some unnamed stormtroopers, stormtroopers. yeah all right so uh, let's get into that side of it first of all did you like did you kind of like get excited when you met did you meet any of them <laughs> did you get excited that any showed up or something well like that? i this is going to make me sound like a super creep, but I, <laughs> okay. like when I very first walked in, like Ray was just out in the crowd. So like, I just like, she was like talking to this little boy. So I just snapped a quick picture while I was walking past. Wow. That really does look like her. Yeah. They got a really good double. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's like, Hey, it's, it's cool. And she has her kind of like, it's a last Jedi garb almost too. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. kind of like the darker. And then I also like, they were like getting, wow. they were really like rat, like 
working up the kids with Chewbacca. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can see like the rebel guy behind him, like the the worker and everything. Yeah. He's, there's a lady there holding a uh, like a, a pre like a one of the make yourself like robots kind yes. of deal. Yeah. That's cool. Oh um, man! But so then they like they were basically playing like follow the leader. Like they got like fifty kids following Chewbacca around. It was cool. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All yeah. right. Well, what the hell? I first of all, it's cool. But secondly, I remember like the, the Chewbacca's fine. But personally, I remember getting choked out by a much more uh, like legitimate looking Chewbacca because <laughs> there was a guy like there was a guy at a con that I went to and I had him take a picture of like him choking me out. Uh-huh. He was on stilts. Like he, uh, that's okay. how I uh, yeah. like, projected the seven foot like look to him. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. I mean, you can you know, the kids love him. You yeah. Know, why the heck not? Exactly. And that's what really matters. <laughs> All right, so you saw those two. You saw uh, Kylo. Yeah. Uh, did you see Phasma or anybody? Or no. Um, Django. <laughs> Boba? No. Nah, no. Come on. <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, I mean, there were some like kids wearing costumes. That's cool. Uh, but I, honestly, I can't even say that I saw that from them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of girls wearing Ray costumes. Yeah. Like there were some boys like in stormtrooper costumes, but. <laughs> Well, how about this? Uh, any deep cuts? Like, were there any, like, Jyn Ersos or anything like that? No. Um, they, like, technically, at least right now, they don't really allow, like, adults to dress in costume. Oh, like, uh, like, uh, park goers. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and pretty much every, like, all the actual employees just kind of, you know, they looked very Star Wars-y. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, definitely some... Like a f- several like female cast members who like had a shawl and like were wearing kind of mottled gray clothes that like you could be like, yeah, you're like ninety percent of the way to a Generoso cosplay something, right? Yeah, yeah, but well, what the heck? So I mean, ta- I mean, what about the actual employees? Like, I, so or the cast members? I apologize, you can't yes. call them employees. They're so cast the cast members. members. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, how was your interaction with them? Did they put on, like, I mean, did they put on a face? Like, was it, like, did it actually enthrall you, make you feel like you were a part of the universe? Like, what was the deal with that? Yeah. Um, so, they definitely did. Uh, I kind of already said it at one point. Yeah. Uh, Bright Suns Travelers. Yes, yes, That's, yeah. Like, every every time you would walk up to somebody, like if you were buying something or whatever, that was, that's the greeting. That's yeah. the standard greeting. Like, hi, how are you doing? Like, yeah. No, we don't say that around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right I like kind of start. Yeah. That's cool. And I like kind of started to get into it, but then I was like, I'm, I'm just too much of a goof. <laughs> uh, well, you look, you were by yourself. I mean, like you, this is the total anonymity thing. Kind of, it's like, yeah. it's like you could be as big a dork as you want or whatever, you know, just have fun with it. Yeah. So, uh, and like, I mean, some were more so involved than others. I mean, in, in like, I will say this not to like jump ahead, uh, but one of the times that I did the Falcon ride, mm-hmm. my phone fell out of my pocket. Oh. So, I, like, had to go back up and, like, wait for the guy to, like, well, I'll get into, I can talk about how the sausage gets made whenever we get into the ride itself. Of course. But basically, I had to wait until, like, it was my pod again. 
Ah, that <laughs> but, stool is just like, oh. Yeah, and like I feel like at first the guy was like still kind of like staying in character, but then eventually he was kind of like, yeah. It's like, like I left my comm link in there or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. speaking code. Yeah, but then eventually he was just like, yeah, you know, I, I understand. And like you've probably totally figured out how this works now. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I kind of knew anyway, but, but now like you've kind of confirmed it for me. <laughs> um, so I will talk about that. Whenever well, we get to the ride itself. Of course. But, we'll save that for yeah. like closer to the end. So let's just get back to the cast members. Yes. Um, so what were your total interactions with them? Because obviously you got like, a bit of swag while you were there and everything like that. Like, Talk about your interactions with the cast members and like, did you get food? Did you get drinks? I know you got souvenirs. What was it like for that? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, my experience with that was like, it was super awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I guess the first thing that I got while I was there was a blue milk. Oh, yeah, that's right. You texted me, and I was like, good God, that's awesome. All right, so first of all, was it like a milkshake like we thought yeah, it was going to be? Yeah, it was like a fruit smoothie kind of thing. How was it? It was really good. I really liked it. Was it like a – how would you describe the taste? Like blueberry or whatever or what? Like- well, no, not really. I think that's one of the things they do with both of them is that like the f- – like the actual fruit flavoring is kind of like a misdirection from what they actually look like. Mm. Uh, I mean, like I would honestly say it was more of like a strawberry banana kind of taste. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So probably was like like blue dye or something. Yeah. Like that. Exactly. All right. So was it blue milk and green milk? Like, what was the situation with that? Yeah. Was it only two options? Yeah. Oh and they actually God. just had like, at least in Disneyland, they just had like two. Um, or like just one stand, yeah, uh, where you could get it, and then let me try to. I'm gonna try to bring up my picture of it. But so like it was like the stand itself was really awesome and detailed though. Holy cow! Like you could like if you looked up, there were like these like cylinders filled with the blue and green milk. Yeah, I mean from a distance, it almost looks like it's a like a tennis ball holder. Yeah, but you could see that they're just like these giant like uh, spherical vats. Yes. Of blue and green milk. That's really cool. Yeah. Could you act, did they bubble or anything like that? Like, did they, they have motion? Yeah, like, they made sound. Like, I think those were just, like, painted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, it doesn't stop someone from putting, like, a, a bubbler in it or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Like, they, did a, they did a good job with kind of the ambient noises. Like, like I think even at that one, or might have been at a different spot, like, there was just, like, a gonk droid powering... <laughs> The, the station. Now, if anything, you should have got a selfie with him. He's more popular. Come yeah. on. Uh, all right. So there's a missed opportunity there. Well, here. Oh, wait. I, well. Didn't, I didn't get a selfie with Ooh, it. But. Look at him go. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. I'm looking at two gonk droids right now. It's just exciting. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the Blue Mo people, they missed a, an opportunity because they could have made it funny and threw like an animatronic of that alien that gives up the green milk uh-huh. behind the counter or something yeah. like that. So like anytime just, someone just pulls the curtain it. Yeah. and they just hear them just like, you know, make their noise or whatever the heck they make. It's yeah. like, oh my God. It's like, this is where it comes from, everybody. Or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But that's funny. <laughs> and then uh, and then as far as the food's concerned, so there, I mean, there was actually like three different food options, basically. Mm-hmm. So... The first one is a place called Ronto Roasters. Ronto Roasters, okay. And it was kind of just like a quick walk-up type place. And I did go there. And it was really good. So he's just like a generic, like what, chicken fingers, burgers, stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was still kind of more in-universe than that. I have the menu here somewhere. I will find it real briefly. Well, that's what I was always wondering. Like, especially because, like, I I told you I was... 
I have to go pick up my like my new shipment of it, but like I have read at least the first Galaxy's Edge comic, uh-huh. and like there were images of like them passing out like they looked like tacos basically, but I know yeah. they weren't tacos and stuff like that. So I was interested to see what kind of like menu they had. Yeah. Got. So what I got was called the Ronto Wrap. The Ronto Wrap, which was roasted pork, grilled pork sausage, pepper, uh, peppercorn sauce, tangy slaw wrapped in a pita. Ooh. It was good. Man. And then, like, the other thing was, like, it was called Nunya Turkey Jerky. <laughs> I like that. Oh, my God. Um, but those were, like, the only, like, main, like, lunchtime entrees that they yep. actually offered there. But okay. they did have some, some cool drinks, too. Uh, there was the Tatooine Sunset, which was basically, like, an Arnold Palmer type of drink. That's cool. All which right. I did have one of those as well. It was tasty. <laughs> no alcohol in it, though. Ah, all uh, right. And then there was the... Melodrian juice. Melodrian. I, I don't know. And then the sour sarlacc. Sour. Oh, oh ugh, well, what is that? <laughs> uh, it is Minute Maid Limeade with raspberry and spicy mango. Spicy? What? Yeah. Ugh. And I was very proud. They, You can order a cup of black calf. Nice. Oh, they're keeping it real. <laughs> yes. They did their research. That is, Yeah, that's an EU throwback as far as I'm concerned. Can you imagine people just going up, I want a coffee. You mean calf? Coffee. <laughs> calf? <laughs> coffee. It just turns into a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up eating there, and it was, like, this really cool, like, set piece, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they basically had, like, a pod racer engine, like, roasting Ooh. the meats. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's unique. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, what the heck? All right. So, I mean, you were saying that the Rontos, right? Rontos Rest? Yeah, was that what it was? Ronto uh, Roasters. Ronto Roasters. So this was more of just like a just a counter, walk up yeah. and get it, walk away. Yeah. But I'm guessing the other two places were more of a sit down. Yeah. So then there was uh, Docking Bay 7. Docking Bay 7. Okay. Which was... I, like a nicer sit down place, uh, you know, it was more of like a full service type of environment. Okay, uh, and it was right next to the Ronto Roasters, but I didn't really look that closely at it. Mm. And then, of course, the third place would be the Cantina. Yeah. Okay. Well, now did you go to the Cantina? No. Oh. <laughs> so, I, I guess you know one thing that they try to do in terms of keeping it in universe is that there's not like big signs that tell you this is this and yeah. this is that. Um, but so I walked in and it was like, I made a small like mistake in terms of my positioning. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I was walking to Savvy's workshop, which is where you would do the custom lightsabers. Right, right, right. But instead I walked to the other side of the plaza, which is where the cantina is. Mm-hmm. And then like, I like kind of got in line at the cantina, but they were like, oh, this isn't the right line. And then, okay. <laughs> cause it was like. There was like a reservation line towards the Imperial or the First Order side okay. of things. Uh, and was that a reservation to go in and sit down? Yes. Wow. Yeah. To make the reservation. And then there was like the callback line, which is the line that I had gotten into. Yeah. Where I thought I was just making a reservation. But I thought I was making a reservation for a lightsaber. Oh, my God. <laughs> um and then there was like a third short line of people just like waiting to be seated. Yeah. Um, so then, but once I figured that out, I was like, okay, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and then 
like I, I I will say like I think the entrance that I went in I was at a disadvantage for that and the lightsabers and those are the two things that they were saying have sold out yeah for most of the sessions yeah uh, basically just because you know it's a long wait time and it's only a four hour window that you get to be there all right well so well so to that end like I, I mean I was watching a bunch of like other people's reviews and everything because it was just popping up left and right everyone who had a chance to actually go and do the reservation thing like you uh-huh. uh, they had uh, a lot of it was of Zavi's workshop uh-huh. and like I saw the process so essentially they, they, everyone would come into this like uh, kind of darkened room and there's just this one main person who tells you alright here's what you have to do and they give you a box of parts uh-huh. and they just run you through it like yeah. here's where you go and like I think the clever part is that the crystals are they're just they're generic they're like there's nothing to them like they're uh-huh. kind of clear almost yeah and then like whatever happens it's like either it's in packaging or whatever and you pull it open thus you find out which one you get uh-huh. because everyone can get a different crystal whether it be blue or green or whatever and like then there's other ones besides red there's orange there's gold there's yellow mm-hmm. there's a very rare one which is the black one okay. but i've seen people who've actually gotten like wow. the black crystal yeah and uh, yeah, it just turns into its whole thing. So that, I mean, to that end, I can see why they run out real fast because, yeah. like, I think more than anything else, this reservation had to have been the whole reservation thing in the first place had to have been like a good trial run to see how like the park would actually react to this kind of influx. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, I, to go beyond that, like into some of the you know the shopping that I did do. So I didn't get my custom lightsaber, but that's kind of okay because I think ultimately, like. If I had done a custom lightsaber, I can guarantee you what it would what I would have tried to make it look like. Okay. Well, why don't you run us through that? That's interesting. I'm well, I would I, like my answer is I would just try to make it look like Luke's green lightsaber. <laughs> so it's like the like the thin base at the top almost. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's yeah. cool. And like the kind of like rounded pommel at the bottom. Yeah. All right. Well, so to that end, you had actually asked me your opinion, my opinion or whatever, while you were down there, like who should I get? And I, I forget who you actually rattled off, but I remember saying as much as like, it was, it was, it kind of came down between like Darth Maul and Kylo Ren or something like that. And it's like, Maul is really cool, but like, I almost feel like that would have been too hard to come home. Yeah. Whereas Kylo Ren's, yes. it's, it's more unique than anything else. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the same thing for Darth Maul's too, but like not too many people. I mean, like how many people do you actually know that have this? And plus it's, I mean, Darth Maul's is like vicious. This is like, Vicious. Next level vicious. Yeah. yeah. It snarls when you turn it on, man. It does, That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. it, it has that growl to it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, to kind of, yeah, to, to kind of wrap that up, it's like I ended up <laughs> getting the Legacy Series Kylo Ren lightsaber. Right. Yeah. And I partially did that just because apparently, so this was in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, mm-hmm. um, which was probably the best shop. Oh yeah, I mean uh, the, the way they spouted it, it, they, it almost had to be. Yeah. So, and um, he's featured in the comics. So there you uh, go. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, the Athorian. Yes, uh, <laughs> I do have a question about this. So, all right, um, let's just go right into that. Like, doc, uh, you know, the uh-huh. the trading post. What is it Doc Doc Ondor? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Um, just from the comics, uh, I mean, describe everything that was in there. Like, I know that they were selling stuff and all this kind of stuff, but I know that there's also, like we were talking before, that, like, there's just kind of, like, random pieces here and there and whatnot. So, like, just kind of explain to me, like, what were some of the more, like, noticeable ones? Maybe some deep cut, like, you know, souvenirs and trinkets, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that was, uh, so that was the place that had the holocrons. Yeah. Which... 
were really cool, but they were like fifty bucks. Ooh. Like just for like this little tabletop thing that it doesn't like, like open or anything. Well, it does. Okay, but I actually did, like I actually didn't know. I don't know that the quality was really great on them. Probably uh, not. You never like, know. Yeah, it seemed like half of the ones that were like sitting out for display had like somebody had turned one corner of it, but they didn't turn the rest. Oh. And like I couldn't get it back, and so it's like kind of broke itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why it's a test item. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that was the location for that, and that was where like you could get a lot of like the higher end, like you could get the Queen Amidala headpiece. Head yeah, uh, it was the the uh, Grievous mask was yes. probably there. Yeah, and we they had the uh, like the Temple Guard yeah. masks. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, they had that, and they had a Temple Guard lightsaber, which was kind of surprising to me. You're talking about like, like the, the Legacy series. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that would be a very unique piece, but I would also think that would be a low seller. Most likely, because not too many people would know what it is. Yeah. Um. It might. I mean, it might grow in popularity after uh, the uh, Fallen Jedi Order comes out. Yeah. Did I say it right? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. God dang it. All right. <laughs> See, this, I was like, you heard it in my voice. I was hesitating. I was like, I'm going to screw this up. I better get it right. Yeah. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll just kind of show you this one. It's already zoomed in, so you can kind of scroll Whoa. across. Whoa. Okay, so this is a bunch of stuffed heads. Yes. All right, so at the bottom, I know that guy. He's from Clones. Uh, yes. He's from Attack the Clones. It's uh, the... It's like a... Uh, it's not the Nexu, and it's not the... Uh, Ackley. Ackley. It's a... Uh, oh, whatever. We'll it's get like the it. four-eyed cat. Yeah, that like feline kind of yeah. ferocious thing. There's a Tauntaun. There's That's a Tauntaun. Cool. <laughs> All right. And he's got the... And like, it actually has like the staff slash axe thing that like Lando had. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like Skiffguard Lando's like, like thing. Weapon or whatever. Yeah. I do like the fact that you just caught this dude. Yeah, <laughs> and he does not look very pleased that it's I like, got a picture of he's him. He's like sneaking past him or whatever, but still, yeah. that's cool. Like, that's the kind of stuff I was talking about, man. Like, yeah. you imagine trying to bring that home on the plane, like just a stuffed Tauntaun head? Like, yeah. come on. Oh, my God. Oh, um, well, what the hell? I mean, and like, literally, the whole aesthetic in the, like in that place was just insane. I'm gonna sh- I'll show you another one. Oddities here. and rarities. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but so like, and then if you look up, you could see the Grievous mask as we talked about, and there's yeah. like, a, like a, an Emperor's guard um, helmet. Okay, and then yeah. there's like this whole wall of rebels. I don't know if you see that one. Yeah. All right. So I, I, off the top of my head, I could see like it looks like a, a Y wing helmet, probably yeah. an X wing helmet. There's the Endor helmet. There's another Y wing helmet. Uh, I can't figure this one guy out. That's the Alderaan helmet. This one looks like Ezra's helmet. Yeah. And I don't know what the last guy. I think that's resistance. And then I'm looking at the other ones. Yeah, all right. I see the Temple Guard one. There's like a bust of Darth Maul and a bust of uh, looks like Palpatine. Wow. Wow. These are all cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like they oh, had those a Mandalorian helmet. There was there was a guy. I don't know if he like worked at the park or something or not. He was just standing there. What was the deal? Well, like, but he was like wheeling out like three busts. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, like one was like the Luke Skywalker one. I think one was the Palps. And there, I think there's also a Darth Vader one. Most likely. And yeah, and I think that, well, and so the Mandalorian, if you look, it's the, like, the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, helmet. like the actual crest. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, like, oh, Pedro it's a, Pascal's oh Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, because I can see the weapon next to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's his... Django's blaster there, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I would, if even I ever end up going to this thing, she is going to hate me by the end of it because <laughs> I'm just going to be pointing it out 
and she's just probably not going to react to any of it. But like, I'm just going to be geeking out the entire time. But like, we've talked about this. Like, I told her as much as like, if in, if we ever get the chance to go down, <gasps> IG88, <laughs> <laughs> and he's all blasted up, poor guy. Yeah, he's got blaster holes behind him and everything on the wall. I could see uh, Boba Fett's uh, backpack. Yeah, his jetpack on the back. Yep. But I told her as much as like. If we go, we'll spend the very first day, like all day, at Harry Potter because yeah. I would love it just as much as you. Oh, you God! <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting. It's all right. He keeps showing me pictures, and this one's the um, the abominable snow guy. I can't think of his damn name. Wampa. The Wampa. Why do I keep? I'm blanking. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's still just awesome. Oh my God! All right. Um, the one thing I want to ask you that you, if you saw, is the one thing that made, like, it was the whole story of the very first comic. Okay. Did you see a Sarlacc in a jar? Um, He's going there... through his photos right now. Uh, no, I don't think it's that. Mm. I'm not sure that, I mean, I think I did, but I'm not certain that I did. Essentially, like, uh, Han Solo and Chewie are hired by Doc Ondar to procure a baby sarlacc okay which like if you it's a new it's a new part of the canon apparently the baby sarlacc uh is it rooted to the ground obviously <laughs> sure but it can move like uh-huh. it's in water like it could just like come up from underground and like snag you and pull you back down uh-huh. so take what a sarlacc is and make it mobile that's yeah, terrifying that is terrifying <laughs> and somehow like han and chewie were able to get one for doc Gondor, yeah. and that's like his centerpiece and so that's why i was figuring it yeah. would have to be there i think i actually i do now that you say that there was like this kind of wet diorama that like mm-hmm. i didn't quite understand but it had to be like a cylinder almost right with some yeah, sand yeah or something. i'd say so yeah yeah because so. like there's one part where you actually see like it's tentacles on top and then there's a layer of like dirt and crust or whatever and then you see the underneath like okay. what's going to eventually i don't know <laughs> like i'm just i'm remembering purely purely from the comic yeah so I was just curious if that was like if they were gonna follow through and like make that like the the main event in the in his like trading post or whatever. Mm, yeah. So, that's and like, really cool. Yeah, and like I mean the level of detail again is just so beyond. I mean like Doc Ondar would like yell out to the workers. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, well, so I mean, so Doc Ondar was animatronic. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, like it was an animatronic in a store. Yeah, like that's how far they take this. Well, that's what I'm saying because I, I think his whole spiel is he's behind the cage, like basically it's, watching yeah, over, right? Exactly. Yes. All right. Was he speaking basic? I think so. All right, because I mean, like, I think it was like both. Like he would like just make Ethorian sounds, and yeah. then like, well, there might have been like somebody else back there with him. I don't know. He yeah. would then like shout shout out like an English <laughs> command, a basic command. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. So when you um. All right. Did you come across any other, uh, like, when we talked about the characters already and anything like that? Um, I think I even asked you this about uh, the uh, the ride itself. And we can kind of, like, finish out with this if you want. Like, yeah. the, main, the main event, and we'll just keep going from where it is. So, one of the things I always remember hearing, like I said, that, like, you know, if, if you do good or if you do bad, depending on what you end up doing, like if you're too good or too bad on this ride, you'll uh, essentially get a bounty put on you. Yes. Uh, did you actually see like a bounty hunter going around, like picking people out of a crowd or anything like that? Or for that matter, did you actually see people escorted out? 
No, I didn't. And I did see one guy when I was pretty far into my time there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm guessing it was at two o'clock or so. Yeah. And like, so we do, we all had these colored wristbands. Of course. And like, mine was like a red. Uh-huh. And I don't know who, like, I don't know the color after mine, but I know the one like for the five to nine frame, theirs was like gray in color. Okay. And then the morning one before us was yellow. And there was a guy, like, as I say, like, I, I think this was probably about uh, two o'clock and I was in the refresher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he he was in there and he was still just wearing his yellow band. Oh, my God. So I was kind of surprised by that. I mean, I will say the weather, it wasn't, it didn't rain. It wasn't bad at all. But yeah. it wasn't, like, really nice either. Like, I wore, like, a thin hoodie Oh, pretty much the whole time I was there. It was, was almost there. like kind of chilly. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that for California. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They call it the June gloom. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, but so like, I, I mean, I probably could have hit out a little while anyway. Yeah. And, apparent, you- and I guess they do kind of like stagger the groups. So it's not truly like, like they let people in every three hours. Right. But... You have a four-hour window. In fact, I actually, when I was leaving, I like there was a whole massive group coming in. Yeah, and I was like kind of surprised. Like, well, I mean, at that point, like you kind of just go with the flow. Like, you go into the crowd coming in and just yeah. lose yourself, and it's like, well, I guess I'm going again. Yeah, yeah. you know, like. <laughs> yeah. By that point, I had already bought my lightsaber, and I also bought a Poe. Damn helmet. helmet. That's so cool. Yeah. I, like I was surprised as soon as I walked in here. I was like, yeah. "That's so cool." So. But so I like it was like, okay, this is kind of hard to carry all this stuff. <laughs> like I literally, I mean, as soon as I got done, I literally walked out of the park mm-hmm. and then went and hopped on a bus back to where my car was parked. Oh my goodness! And then dropped it off, and then I went back and like just did a couple other rides outside of galaxy's edge that's not bad i mean yeah. yeah you pay for the ticket you might as well take the ride yeah and they actually <laughs> had a few um i mean there's a few different things in disneyland like yeah. the indiana jones adventure was a fun one. Oh yeah i mean yeah california and universe i mean uh um orlando are two different i mean they when it comes to their setups are obviously yeah. very different i mean there's a lot of stuff that is the same i mean you know we talked about space mountain and yeah and like Pirates of the Caribbean is the same, and yeah. Haunted Mansion is the same, and oh, Splash Mansion. Mountain, and, and <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain. Like they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, it's but just, there were a few things that are different. That I was well, like, oh, I'm gonna hop on this. All right, so the Indiana Jones thing was it like the like a like a studio experience kind of deal where like you all sat in the audience and watched them do like a live action thing or what? No, this is a ride. Wow. Well, yeah. was it the mine cars? It's from Temple of Doom. Well, not exactly. That would have been cool. Yeah, it's um, like you're in like a jeep. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like a not very fast version of like the Exterminator or something like that. <laughs> All right, that's like, kind of cool. Yeah, like if you've done that, or I don't know if you've ever ridden the Mummy ride in uh, hmm. um, in Universal. Feel like I did. I don't know if I did or not. Yeah, it was honestly very similar to that, but like less intense. Fair like the mummy is fairly like it's a fairly high speed thrill ride. All right, so is it like it's definitely like a 4D experience kind of deal? Well, no, this was actually all animatronic because Disney Ooh. prefers to do that. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. All right. So all right, let's backtrack. Yes. <laughs> I know we kind of went af- ahead of everything and after you got out of the park. So the ride. 
Yes. The only ride that was actually available. Yes. The Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Yes. All right. So from what I understand, the way you actually get in there, and first of all, the line, I, I feel like the line could be over 400 people long and it still wouldn't fill up the entire line. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's zigzags. Yes. It so explain very that. Much, yeah. So, well, admittedly, I didn't go through the regular line because they did have a single rider line. Nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, the way that it's kind of structured is you walk in, but like you just like, there's all these different things to see. Yeah. You know, they kind of make it look like you're just in this rundown spaceport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and you're that's, behind the Millennium Falcon, right? Yes. Yeah. You, go yeah, you enter. Yeah. You kind of enter like down and behind where the Falcon is. That's the, cool. the replica Falcon. <laughs> all right. Well, hold on. Let's talk about that. Yes. For, were you able to actually go into it at all? Did they offer anything like that? No. Uh, no. In fact, it was like there was a barrier all the way around. Oh, man. I mean, they probably know that it would just be that crazy good. Yeah. Like, if people want to go in there. Yeah. I mean, you could get very close to it. I mean, I I got some pretty good pics of it, I think. I know. Well, uh, I mean, I sent some out. Oh, yeah. No, I remember because I, I laughed heartily at the following comment you sent to me. Yeah. It wasn't even just like, this is so exciting. You're like, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say it. This is a clean show. Yes. Uh, but still. It was just that exciting for you. I, I would be the same way. I mean, come yeah. on. This ship you've loved your entire life after 30 years, you finally get to see it? Come yes. on. Yeah, brought to life. Brought to life, right. Um, yeah, so I got some and I got some pictures, you know, around it. I have been still contemplating, like, like making it, like, my new profile pic or whatever. <laughs> Nothing wrong just with some, that. Uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't even sure, like, if you'd be, like, interested in, like, asking someone to take your picture or something with it or something like that. Were you tempted with that idea? I was, yeah, I was tempted, but I didn't want to, like, I don't know. I didn't want to get into a situation where, you know, then I'm taking pictures for 20 different people. Right, yeah. Um, But, yeah, but so to go back to the line itself, like, like, there's basically, like, a, a story that kind of unfolds while you're waiting in line to ride. And I will say that, I mean, this was clearly an area where they kept the lines like you could tell that they did throttle it down pretty good. Yeah. Uh, because I think at its worst, it got to about 30 minutes. That's really not that bad. No, I mean, I almost like decided to go through the regular line just to, to get the, to get the full experience because it wasn't really that long. Yeah. But then I didn't. <laughs> All right. Well, so just to kind of fill in the blanks, uh, from what I saw online, cause I saw someone like they did like the POV perspective uh-huh. of them walking onto it. They were like one of the first people who could do it. Uh-huh. And like I said, it is like a big zigzag through this old spaceport, but there's a lot of cool stuff to look at. Like you said, yeah. uh, and then there's one point where I think you're all brought into a huge room yes. where Hondo Onaka will be standing on like a, a you know, a railing above you uh-huh. and be like, hello, and ch- my friends or yeah. whatever, that kind of stuff. And Chopper's there. Yeah. <laughs> Chopper works for him somehow. Yeah. And, I mean, also you hear from Chewbacca as well. Yes. Yeah. And so, like the animatronics, really well done. I remember just from what they showed on the on the videos and stuff. And then once you actually go into like the the waiting area right before you get into the pod, there's like one more video you get, which is actually like of an animated yes. uh, Hondo. So yeah. explain that. What was this whole deal? Yeah. So that was actually pretty unique, and I I was not expecting that. And it looks um, real life too. Yeah. Like it's not. He's not rendered the way that like his you know that he's portrayed in Clone Wars or Rebels. No. Um. Like yep. he's kind of rendered in a very realistic way. Yeah. And basically he gives you your actual mission briefing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just it, like, 
it is perfectly it perfectly encapsulates who hondo is what hondo <laughs> represents like he's oh. basically like i mean i I had heard that there were multiple missions. I will say that the two times that I wrote it, I had the same mission. Yeah. But like okay. I went to the same, like, so when you're actually on the Falcon, mm. quote unquote, before you actually go into the cockpit, um, there, like, there's like four different branches. Okay. Yeah. Like four different pods. Basically. Yeah. So I like, I don't know if that's where the missions would differ. Like if you go to the one on the far left, you get a race. Yeah. And, and then it's actual smuggler. Run or yeah. Like that. Yeah. So the one that we did was very much smuggling. Cool. Uh, we were stealing coaxium f- from Corellia. Ooh. All right. Throw some solo into it. Yes, exactly. Right. Now, what was your position? So you went on twice. Yes. All right. What was your position both times? So I was engineer and I was gunner. Nice. Yeah. So I didn't get to fly it, but uh. Well, you know what? You might have actually saved yourself on that. Because from what I could see, like when it comes to being the pilot, there's one guy who's in charge of going left and right, and there's yes, another and guy who's in charge. Yes, and then person goes up and down. <laughs> How? Like, yeah. It seems like so impossible to well, make that's, it perfect. That's why I think it would be really, like in terms of the bounties we were talking about earlier, Yeah, like I think it would be hard to to earn that kind of a score. Like yeah. to, to do so well anyway. I yeah. mean, maybe to do so terribly, sure. Yeah. But even at that, like... The second time I rode it, it was like me just by myself, and then and that was this is when I was the engineer. Yeah, and the um, the, it was like a a grandma and grandpa were the pilots, and <laughs> oh, then it no. was, and like their grand like grandson and his girlfriend or somebody were like the gunners. <laughs> so it was just like, come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but even at that, like our score wasn't that dramatically different than when I did it with a full group. Yeah. Uh, and like, I would say that the, like the first group was like a bunch of diehard Star Wars fans. They knew everything. Like they, yeah. And I think they like, you know, they probably, as soon as they got into Galaxy's Edge, that was like, they went straight there. It was the first thing. Yeah. yeah. And there was more of a single rider line. So like, it was like myself and another woman. I mean, she might not have been like, she was a little bit older and might not have, like, I think I saw that like her performance on the guns was like not nearly as good as mine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, All right. But, well, so to that end, when you're actually sitting in the gunner's seat and the engineer's seat, obviously you're not in front and everything like that. Yeah. Were you still able to get a good view of what was going on? I would say that the engineer's seat is a little, like it's a little murky as to exactly what's happening. Like mm-hmm. if I hadn't already known what was happening, yeah, I'd have been confused. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and especially cause like, and I actually will say, I think I enjoyed being an engineer more than I enjoyed being the gunner, which is the gunner weird. was, yeah. I mean, the gunner was kind of crude a little bit. It's like you could either be auto fire and like you literally just pushed one button the whole time yeah, or you could do manual firing and you could kind of aim. That's kind of cool. But it wasn't like, it was like, okay, I'm going to press the up button and then press fire. Yeah. Now I'm going to press the left button and then press fire. Uh, yeah, not like a joystick. In other yeah, words, no, nah. okay. um, not quite that that in depth. Like it was quite literally like a D pad, a directional pad. Well, as an engineer, I mean, uh-huh. what all did you have to do? What were your responsibilities? You had a whole bunch of switches to flip, which you didn't. You wouldn't think, honestly. I yeah. Think. So go ahead. What would you have to do? So like, so basically, the way that the the game in the ride actually plays out is like you get a like it'll light up green. Yeah. Whatever you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um. Except for, like, the gunners, like, it's just, like, a big square around the, the targeting thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Because uh, it's just, like, this is all you do. Yeah. Um, 
but like so for engineer it's like there would be you know six different switches that would light up wow in green and like they weren't like all together like it wasn't like i could just slap it down or anything like that there might be three in a row at most three toggles two switches something like that yeah and then then a big button That's still really cool, though. Yeah. It gives it some uniqueness, yeah. you know. Yeah, so honestly, like, that was, like, more fun and more work, I would say, than uh, than the other one. Oh, well, hey, nothing wrong yeah. with that. Like like you said, at least you got to try it twice. I know it wasn't a different story each time. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the benefit of the doubt. You still knew what was going on. You got to experience it from different angles. I know that the flying probably would have been like right up for you, but like yeah. I said, I feel like you you ended up having more fun than you realized. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and like I, I mean, I genuinely was ready, kind of. I think I had at least purchased the lightsaber by that point, and yeah. it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not really going to do anything else. Like, I'm not hungry. I'm not whatever. I'm not going to actually go spend another eight dollars on a, another smoothie. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does get a little like ridiculous after a fashion yeah all right um, well, so i was gonna keep riding but as i say then like my phone fell out of my pocket and it kind of uh, like it did kind of cause the luster to wear off just a little bit ah uh, because you were more <laughs> worried about that than anything else well yeah it kind of yeah it took me out of it that way and then you know so like the way that the ride actually works mm-hmm. i mean I'll, you know i guess if you don't want to hear this if you don't want the magic to be broken for you trust me you won't feel that way when you're actually doing the thing no 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 it's a completely it, Everyone has to experience it for themselves. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and again, I literally can't tell you how cool it is to step on to the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I can imagine. Like, I, I mean, I genuinely started to, like, well up with tears. And Emily wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need that support because it's like, you don't understand. Yeah. It's so great. It's, yeah. you know, it's just, that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, well, so how long was the actual experience? I mean, so the way that it kind of works out, um, so as I say, there's like basically four different areas where the ride, like where it actually breaks out. Mm -hmm. And then there's seven like pods per that area. Okay. You know, times, you know, crews of six. Um, So basically they would just take like, like four. Well, I don't know how many they would take you know, a whole bunch of crews at a time. And then you would just hang out in the Falcon for a little while. And then they would call your color. Ah, okay. Cause each group, like, so I would step up like when I was the gunner and we were like the red team or something. Sure. And then I was the green team <laughs> the next time. Or I it might actually be reversed. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, does, it does not matter. Um, and then they would just tell you, okay, line up everybody. Who's going to be my, pilots who's going to be my gunners who's going to mm-hmm. be my engineers i did notice um that the actual cards that they give you were kind of shaped different so like i kind of feel like you know if you if i had been on a flight crew with like a little kid like i can guarantee you the person passing out the cards would have made that the kid the pilot oh yeah for sure uh, they gotta give him the front row seat and all yeah that. exactly um but so then what like once that's settled then you know you just kind of line up i mean it all in all, like my experience, both times I wrote it, it was like, I was probably on and off in less than 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's actually pretty sizable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you get to kind of wait in the, the common area of yeah. the Falcon for 
probably they give you about probably five minutes. I would bet. It's still, like you're in, you're practically in a museum at that point. There's yeah. just so much to look at. Yeah, I mean, there's just like hydro spanners everywhere, and then like <laughs> try yeah. hacking doors. Yeah, and if you uh, and if you you know the the, the Jarek table is there, the Dajarek table is there. That's yeah. really hard to say. The and then if you look behind that is where like the blast shield yes. and the training ball is. I think I sent you that picture. You sent me that pic. That yeah. was cool. Uh, I even like did a selfie, like leaning over the table with that in the background and was like, all right, now my life is made. That's so cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I mean, they kind of keep you moving. Like the actual ride itself, I I couldn't tell you how long I think it actually is. Because like, I mean, I think you get a good amount of time doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it also feels like it goes by in a in a blur. But you don't feel like you get shorted at all. No, that's that's the important thing. You want to enjoy yourself. I mean, you think about any kind of like other amusement ride you go on, like when it comes to roller coasters or anything like that. You like you wait a half hour to get onto the roller coaster, and it lasts less than ninety seconds. Yeah, and, yeah, and then and a then, minute later, you're in, back in the station. Yeah, and it's not like I mean, I don't. I mean, even to that end, like you know, you enjoy the roller coaster. You don't feel like you get cheated, but it's like. That was enough. Okay, that's thrill seeking for me and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, you wait, th- you know, thirty minutes to do a ninety second experience. Whereas with this, it's actually like you get your your money's worth, your weight worth, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Like you actually enjoy for the time you spent waiting for it. But that's cool. Yeah, and that's what you need. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, it, honestly, I, I I genuinely, you know, yes, like I am such a fanboy, and like I'm super prone to just. I, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to take the time out to do something, I'm going to like it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to commit to something that I don't like or whatever. Nah. But like, it's so worth it. And uh, I mean, just the whole experience in itself, I mean, just rate it, you know, mm-hmm. you highly recommend it for everybody. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Just be, be ready to, uh, you know, carry a bunch of money with you. Oh my God. Yeah. Save for a while. Yeah. Save for a while. Enjoy yourself. Cause I mean, especially if you're a big star Wars fan, like you've already admitted to me that like, had it not been such a crazy time to like actually lug the stuff out, uh-huh. you probably would have ended up with more. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, don't I mean, blame there you. Was, yeah. There was about like, I easily had in my hand ready to buy several hundred dollars more than I actually <laughs> bought. Well, fair enough. That's what I'm saying. You just got to stick with like the little Lego sets from now on. Yeah. Or something. Well, but so I will say to that end, you know, they, they try to do all of the merchandise that you can buy in Galaxy's Edge within Universe. Okay. So they were really like one of the most ridiculous things that they had was like the clue horn. Clue horn? Like uh, figuring Dan's. Like, really? Yes. <laughs> Which was just like a straight up. It even looks like a, a not a bassoon, um, or maybe it's no. Yeah, it's like a, a bass clarinet or bass something. clarinet, something like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! I took a, I did take a picture of that one off to show. You it could to actually me. buy that thing. Yes. Oh, you know what? Why does that sound familiar? I feel like there was a story in. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's not just one. There's like several yeah, in the there, cartridge. There's bunches. Yeah. I, I, you feel like people are picking that up thinking it's like Ray's staff or something like that. Probably so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, there's the, uh, there's a, from a certain point of view, I think there's, there's a, a story about the, a clue yeah, horn, yeah. Like a, it's like a, a Chadra fan, uh, you know, whatever, such and such, walk into a bar. Like that was like the joke of it or something yeah. like that. I'm going to show you this one. I want to see if you can guess what it is. I know what this is, but I can't think of it. It's, um, um, it's from my favorite movie. Empire. 
That's like a sensor of something. No, 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 no. Isn't that the thing that uh, Yoda? Yes. He like he's it's, like all obsessed with. Yeah, it's like Luke's little lighter that he, Yoda steals to light his. Oh no, yeah. no no no! Give it back! <laughs> Away with your weapon! That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean you no harm. <laughs> Why are you here? All right, sorry. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, look, so that's just it. Like, so they're that's selling, the level of detail. They're selling the little stuff. Yeah. That's cool. But like even like, but stuff like that is like, there's like nothing inexpensive. That's though, cool. You know, like, I mean, even the, uh, like there was like the stuffed animal place. Mm-hmm. And like, I genuinely was thinking of getting something like for my sister, Stephanie, who always takes care of our dog, Callie, whenever yeah. uh, we're not. Special guest star Callie, who's always in the yes, room. Yes, always in the room. She was here a little earlier. <laughs> uh, you might have heard her knock into my mic stand. Yeah, but uh, I was thinking of getting her like a, a bantha or a tauntaun or something, something like that. Is that what they actually but, had stuffed banthas? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, we should have poured one out for Lumpy. Yeah, it wasn't exactly like Lumpy's, but it was pretty dang close. Well, he had the legit one. Yeah, and everyone just tried to make it after that, but it was. Yeah. you can't beat that. Yeah, but even that was like, I mean, it was like not super big and it was like 50 bucks and it's like, yeah, we could probably do something different. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and, and like they had the robes and, and that sort of thing. Oh, she heard us talking about her. Yep. Uh, well, you know, that's still cool. And then like you said, you could actually kind of like, it's kind of that Harry Potter aesthetic where you can dress yourself in that like, you yeah. know, full regalia almost. You yeah. Because like, I feel like I would be that way. I'd want to get a Jedi robe just to say I had it. Yeah. Um. But that's awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad that, like, you know, it, it worked out. And I know that there was, like, some, you know, trouble with you guys getting <laughs> Yeah, getting home, home was a, a different story. But that experience and the rest of that vacation, I would say, was, was pretty fantastic was outside all, of the... All worthwhile. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of adventure. <laughs> adventure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, yeah I'm glad you... I don't, you, glad I don't you know if, like, driving through tornado-like conditions through central Texas to... You actually try to drove? Make a, yeah. Oh, well, that's right, you did, yeah. Well, we I, had to... Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess I'll just voice it very briefly. Yeah, so make it small. We were, uh, we were leaving San Diego, and, like, at the gate in San Diego, they had just boarded first class or whatever, and they were like, all right, uh, the flight's going to be delayed. There's bad weather in Dallas. Okay. Uh, so... We're just going to delay. It's probably going to be two, three hours. You know, sorry for the inconvenience. We'll get back with a better update in a little bit. An hour later, they come back and say, okay, we're going to board now. We think we have a gap that we can get into Dallas in. Okay. Honestly, the whole flight was fine. Um, But then we're about 30 minutes from landing and the pilot comes on and says, okay, we're going to go to San Antonio. Oh, but that's a good thing because then we'll be in better position to get to Dallas from there. <laughs> so we touched down in San Antonio and, and like they come to the gate or, well, we didn't actually go to the gate at first. We were just on the, like the tarmac for right. a while. And like a guy from American airlines comes out and says, well, if you want to get off here, you're more than welcome to, uh, but there, we don't have many flights. From here, and it's it was a small airport. Yeah. Spoiler alert: we everybody ended up getting off in San Antonio. <laughs> All right. Um, it's like rent a car was like busy that night. Yes. Jeez. Uh, but so then, uh, eventually, we're just sitting around. They're like, "Okay, well, now there's a there's a communications outage. Like, apparently, wow. the tower like one of the towers because there's apparently there's more than one yeah in dallas was struck by lightning 
What? Yeah. So they had a power, like a total power failure. Wow. Um, That's they, terrifying. Yeah. So they thought, and they still thought they could get it, and they they got the power restored. But they're like, yeah, but we're not gonna we're not gonna accept all of the diverted flights. Wow. So like, if we would have just probably waited three hours in San Diego, we might have actually been okay. Yeah. You know, we would have just gotten in later, and they would have just landed us then. We're like, f it, we're from Texas, we're gonna do it. Yeah. And then they did it, and they didn't work out. Yeah. And so like, we missed our connecting flight. Anyway, we were uh, going to miss our connecting flight anyway. That's a pain. But like, at least we would like we had made a reservation for a hotel, like by the airport, because we were going to get a very early flight the next morning. Yeah. But so then we ended up stuck in San Antonio. Uh, so we looked into it, and it was like, yeah, we won't get home until Tuesday. Wow. If we don't go to da- if we don't get to Dallas tonight, we don't get home until Tuesday. And when were you originally coming home, Sunday? Uh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. So so then we proceeded to, we went and we rented a car. And I mean, the first part of the ride was very nice. And then like we were getting right around like the halfway point. So we were going to switch drivers anyway. Because I mean, you know, we're talking about it was like two in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, you got to stay fresh. Yeah, you're both like uh, exhausted. Yeah, but so we could just see this massive, massive storm on the horizon for miles and miles. Wow. Uh, probably like the last 45 minutes leading up to our shift. Uh, but so then I ended up driving through the storm. <laughs> and like, I mean, it was just insane. And we finally get into Dallas right at about 5 a.m., which was about, you know, the time we needed to be at the airport anyway yeah. for our 7 a.m. flight. Board our 7 a.m. flight. Everybody's on board. They're trying to close the door, and the door wouldn't close. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is like after all that trial and tribulation, yeah. someone left a penny in there so yeah. it wouldn't, shut, wouldn't yeah. shut right. And so at some point, they like between whenever we rebooked our flight and when we actually got on the flight, like Emily and I had gotten split up. Oh. So, like, I mean, we were still on the same flight. But like there was just some random dude sitting next to her, and, and then I got up. yeah, and then I got pushed like further towards the back. Ugh. She's like a class four boarding priority. She's a she's a priority member. Fair she travels a little a little bit more for work than I do. Um, but so like <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Um, and like so I get off the plane probably like you know ten minutes after she does because yeah. like we had to completely deplane, Ugh. and like she like she was crying and I felt so badly. Uh, it's, I mean, just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But luckily, they actually did have another plane pretty much ready to go. It was only about an hour extra oh. that we had to wait around. But I don't still. I, I don't really I really don't blame you. I don't really blame her. It's just like it, anything like that would cause anyone like just massive stress. Like, yeah. I, I know I've been in situations like that just from driving, let alone flying. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you figure like genuinely neither of us had gotten a single wink of sleep. Yeah. The entire night. So you're just tuckered out from there. Yeah. Like, like, I, I genuinely feel like my body is still adapting, and it's Thursday now. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, we'll try and take it easy. Um, let's just finish it out real quick with this, because uh, I'm, I'm happy that, like I said, you guys are safe and everything. But while you guys were gone, um, Eva had sent me this thing, and I originally was going to send it on to you, but I thought it would just be funnier to actually bring it up to you on sh- on the show. Okay. All right. So you're familiar <laughs> with BuzzFeed. 
and uh, yeah. other sites like that. And they always have these quizzes like, which, you know, Harry Potter house are you or whatever. Uh-huh. Somehow I'm like a, I'm a, a Gryffindor, but I always felt like I was a Hufflepuff. I don't know. And then, you know, or, well, you know, what, you I'm know, what Spice Claw. Girl, you know, it describes your life or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the case may be. Yeah. So Eva sends me this one and I'm going to give this to you now. You've never seen this. I want you to actually read this quiz to me and ask me my opinion and all that kind of stuff. All right. Okay. What is the title of this quiz? (laughs) (laughs) The The name of the quiz is Can You Redeem Count Dooku in the Eyes of Your Father in Law? Oh my god. Alright, so let's get into it. <laughs> In Star Wars, Count Dooku plays a major role for the dark side as a Sith Lord. It's a regrettable choice that, for a casual moviegoer like your father-in-law, condemns the man entirely. Do you think you have the sensitivity and refinement to redeem Count Dooku in the eyes of your father-in-law? I would hope so. So, well, well let's find out. It's not easy to make people change their beliefs, and if your father-in-law isn't in a receptive mood, you may as well kiss any possibility of absolving Count Dooku goodbye. (laughs) How will you go about broaching the subject? The first option is, I will ask to tag along on his after-dinner walk around the neighborhood and loosen him up with some idle sports talk. Then, using all my tact, I will bring up Count Dooku. (laughs) Second option is, I will talk to my gentle mother-in-law in in the hopes that I can enlist her aid in shining a positive light on Count Dooku. The third option is, I will just come out and say it, Count Dooku is a good man. And the final option is, it's a lost cause. I've tried before, and he's uninterested in changing. I'm going to go for number three on that one. Number three. Yeah. Just come out and say it. He's a good man. (laughs) All right, question two. Question two. Your father-in-law considers the flashy fight sequences to be the coolest thing about Star Wars, and he thinks Obi-Wan Kenobi's fight against a cheating four-armed Count Dooku is the coolest one of all. (laughs) How will you explain that, despite being a Sith Lord... Count Dooku is first and foremost a man of honor and would never cheat in battle. And that your father-in-law s- and that your father-in-law seems to be confusing Count Dooku with General Grievous. I don't know. Option option one. I will take him out golfing and wait until the back nine before offering the observation that Count Dooku is a simple two-armed man and not so different from him and me and leave it at that. Option two, I will ask my mother-in-law to sneak in a few words during grace about how we must strive to forgive the trespasses, real or imagined, of Count Dooku. Okay. Third option, I would refuse to hit around the shuttlecock in the backyard until he acknowledges that he's confusing Count Dooku with General Grievous. Or the final option, I will do my best to keep things pleasant at family gatherings, but we will never be close. I'm going for number one on that one. Just uh, hit the back nine and see what you can do. Yes. My God. (laughs) You see why I was waiting for this? Yes. This is so great. This is so great. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. This is from Clickhole, I have to say. Okay. Thank you, Clickhole, for this. (laughs) Thank Eva. 
This is all Eva, Eva for sending for it to this. me. Yeah, this is all her, man. Thank you, Eva. <laughs> all right, question three. Your father-in-law seems to think that Count Dooku is a vampire. <laughs> it's unclear exactly where the wires got crossed, but you're in for an uphill battle if you can't clear this up. How will you handle this? Okay. <laughs> Question one, or option one. I will use a couple company tickets to a hockey game and see if a few beers won't up, up, open up a dialogue about Count Dooku's human, humanity. <laughs> All right. Second option, I will ask my mother-in-law to start reading the novelization of Star Wars Episode Two before bed so that she can casually start a conversation with him about how interesting she finds it that Count Dooku is definitely not a vampire. <laughs> option three, I would say that assuming Count Dooku is a vampire is just as bad as the time that his brother David assumed he didn't want to go out on the boat last July 4th because he said he was tired earlier in the day. <laughs> okay. And the final option is he believes what he wants to believe. He's the kind of person who, once he gets it in his head that Dooku's a vampire, not even telling him that he used to be a Jedi will get him to reevaluate. That one I'm going to go for number two. Hopefully the the novelization usually clears things up for me. So yeah. that's how I'd say Better it. details. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. When your father-in-law plays Star Wars with your daughter and he has to be Count Dooku. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Go ahead. He he invariably cackles like a caricature of an evil villain and chases your daughter around, unaware or simply unwilling to... to consider for one moment that perhaps there was a valid reason Count Dooku became disenchanted with the Jedi and senators and ultimately turned to the dark side in a desperate, misbegotten (coughs) bid to fix the galaxy. What will you say to him? Option one. If my daughter is involved, I will have to step in and insist that he pretend to be a more nuanced, super ego-driven Count Dooku or I'm taking my family home. Okay. Option two, I will ask my mother-in-law to set off their intruder alert to distract him from further imprinting such a morally bankrupt Count Dooku on my daughter's impressionable mind. (laughs) Option three, I won't say anything. I can't protect my little girl from hasty presuppositions of Count Dooku her whole life. (laughs) She needs to learn how the world is. And option four, I don't even care anymore. I will let them play their game while I break the seal on his fancy liquors he keeps in his cellar. Oh, I'm doing that one. Number four. (laughs) All right, there's just one more. One more. Yeah. Finally, if you were to get your father-in-law to admit he was wrong about Count Dooku, what would you do? (laughs) Option one, I would give him a... (laughs) A big hug and thank him for being so open to change. As I embrace my father-in-law, I would lean close and whisper in his ear, I knew you'd come around on Dooku. (laughs) Okay. Or, Or, I would clap my hands over my head and gloat and embarrass him in front of the whole family as as an example to everyone that Anyone who short shrifts Dooku, no matter if they come around eventually, pays a price. Oh, my God. It's got to be the first one. I'd like to think that if I had to do this, I would be kind kind to him. Yes. 
I knew you'd come around on Dooku. Yes, just whisper. And the results? You would totally redeem Count Dooku in the eyes <laughs> of your father-in-law. Wow. You would totally nail this whole redeeming Count Dooku thing. After talking with someone as thoughtful and patient as you, who wouldn't be convinced? Thanks to your interpersonal skills, you and your father-in-law's relationship would reach new heights as you bond over your shared belief that Count Dooku is an inherently moral man. Congrats. That's what I'm saying. Like, just the fact that we, like, started talking about, you know, the, the books and everything like that with, with Count Dooku and, like, yes. getting a new perspective on him made it just that much funnier. Yes. Because it's just like, <laughs> he can't understand why he's a cheating four-armed cyborg. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I was waiting all week for you to come back yes. so I could show you that. And it sounds like it was worth it. It was totally worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like I'm pained now from laughing so much and trying to stifle it. I've never seen you like try not to laugh so hard. It was so good. Oh man! So thanks, guys. Yes, thanks everybody. <laughs> thanks. If you might notice something different in our presentation today, yeah, we have officially moved into the new office space. It's nice. It's echoey. It's it's empty right now, but uh, you guys are adding more stuff later on. Yeah, we'll be getting more stuff into here. I, I, we, you know, I think in our brief sound check that we did it didn't sound that different but ultimately yeah. this is probably kind of what it's going to sound like now yeah if anything you know if, you, if we have some feedback or anything like that or i mean just general feedback from the audience let us know what you think yeah uh hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, our dissertation or explanations our quizations today i don't know or <laughs> guessations i don't yes. know a, bun- a bunch of asians yeah sure that sounded bad um but thank you, <laughs> thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, did we redeem Count Dooku in your eyes? Did you enjoy Andrew's dissertation on Galaxy's Edge? I sure did. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on Elon and his death stick dealing ways? Sleazebag in. Sleaze bag is in something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad you guys are listening. Check us out on Apple podcast check us out on reggie house podcast as well while you're there check out all the other programming that we have up there we have rust belt wristers as well as games in that podcast so please give everyone else a check and a like and a share check us out on facebook and as always i had a great time did you have a good time it's a boring conversation anyway i bet it was sorry i had to test that out <laughs>